Season two, episode six, making your first months count. When you are brand new to making music, there is so much information being thrown at you. So many tutorials, so many videos. What equipment do you buy? What plugins do you buy, right? I always talk to you about gear lust, like we talked about in season two, episode three, which was taking music production seriously. In this episode, I have another interview with you. This one is with a student named Michael. His producer name is Evander. He's been in the platform for over 12 months and he's watched almost all of my courses and he has come such a far way. Now, I highly suggest that you watch the video interview, as well as if you visit the page, I left a couple of his beats that he's made, right? So he is a perfect case study. He has come such a long way. He creates more dance kind of music and it's super catchy. Uh, I'm really proud of him. Now, before we get into this episode, what I'm trying to tell you here with making your first months count is my page that I created is called The Course Pathways. We will talk about it a bit in the interview, but it's a page that lays out all of my courses in what order to watch them because I know how it feels. It's, you know, it could be really overwhelming, even if you see all the courses I have. Like, so right now there's 26 courses and that could feel overwhelming. Like, you know, it's way too much content to watch. But you take it one course at a time. So the course pathways works by I have a beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then kind of like a piano learning section. You start with the beginner's course and you work your way through that course. Once you complete it, you go on to the next. And this is the benefit of being a member. You just watch the course pathways page and you take it slow. Watch a course. When you're done, you go to the next course. And I promise you, you will see tremendous improvement in your music in three months. All right. It's happened to Michael here. So again, this is Michael's second interview. I interviewed him about a year ago. Another student, his name was Joe. Him too. He talked all about the course pathways page. All right. So make sure to check the resources of this episode for links on how to watch these interviews, to learn about the course pathways, as well as to check out the training platform. I promise you, you guys, you know, if you are on YouTube and if you're struggling, if you feel that, you know, you're kind of getting answers here and there, check out my Beatmaker Trainer platform. There's so many courses. All you do is you watch the courses in order from the course pathways. And since you are a member, you get to watch all the courses at your own pace. And I'm here to help. Okay. So here is the interview. I hope you enjoy. But again, I do suggest checking out the video and the written article so you can check out Evander's Beat. All right. Uh, thank you, Michael. This is interview number two. I, would, yes. I, wanted, I wanted to give you a nice updated interview because you've come a long way. And uh, something cool about you, Michael, is you. I think you've watched all of my courses. Uh, pretty much 90%, 90%. Is it like one or two? Um, I think I have three, I have three left, but they're there for when I'm a pro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you've come such... for re releasing your B-tapes and stuff like that. Um, okay. You know which I haven't got around to yet. But you've come such a far away, you know. Um, okay, Indeed. so what courses uh, were the ones that you felt took you to the next level of understanding, like, about beat making? Well, I think, for me, the beginner's course at the start, really, was probably the one that took me to another level because you might know I spent months looking at YouTube videos and I was lost after a while. 
because I had no structure. Um, I had no music theory or anything like that. And um, the piano and the music theory course, because I didn't have music or didn't play an instrument at the time. Okay, so the piano to the music theory course, um, do you feel that there's like a difference as you're watching those two different courses? Because I kind of created them with a little bit of a different mindset. Like the piano is with, like it has the music theory, but you're playing the keys. And then the music theory is learning how to make music without knowing how to play a piano. So like knowing how to click your chords in and... Yes. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they, they are two separate courses, as you say, but um, for some reason I did them together because I didn't know about, I didn't know any of them. Um, and it just combined, it, it linked things together for me to be able to um, start making my own beats, you know, or apply stuff, watching you and your courses, putting in um, cards and stuff like that is made things a lot easier for me because I could understand what you were doing. Uh, while you were explaining it, it made it a lot easier coming from a complete amateur point of view, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because then you can start learning, like, you know, how do the notes work? And then you can just start being creative and start figuring out how to make catchy melodies. And, you know, because half, yeah. the, half the battle is knowing the notes you're allowed to play. Oh, yes. Yeah, without doubt, because it was just always listening for me and copying what somebody else is doing to try and understand what notes they're playing or what cards or keys they're playing. But um, with the music theory course, it gave me an understanding of the scale, music scales and, you know, what keys you can play in certain cards when, when you're playing cards together with, with, in, a, in a particular scale. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it just made me understand my um, chord progressions, you know, with, with, um, with a combination of again with the beginner's course and all the different things how they fit together in the DAW and what you need to do in the piano roll in the in the channel rack etc that that was really that's what really stood out to me uh, really because it got me started and it progressed in there you know awesome yeah it got you to the point where you don't need to rely on watching a video to you know like they're saying click in these notes it's like no like at the end of watching the music theory course and my piano course like now you know how to make your own melodies and which is hard in itself but but that's half the battle is knowing the notes and once you know the notes now you can start uh, being creative out of all of my courses uh what was your favorite course if you yeah Mm. for me no 12 months later the mixer course for me Mm. was the one because your mixer course I suppose it it brings all the courses that I spoke of the mm-hmm. last few minutes together mm-hmm. and it could you're applying all your knowledge inside the mixer course not just learning the mixer and having a better understanding of sends and you know yeah. mm-hmm. parallel processing and all that um, it's just uh, there's something about mixing that I like because you get real satisfaction when you can, you know, put on your FX and your your EQs and your compressions, making the music theory that you learned and making it sound much better than what it could be, you know? Yeah, like Getting, ha- having 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 full control over your song. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for and sure. It, it takes so long to get from A to B. You know, Rome wasn't mm-hmm. built in a day. I expected it, that I'd have all this within six months. 
but no, it's uh, more like six years. Well, at least. Maybe not that extreme, but you're always learning. Yeah, like uh, I'm 10, 11 years in right now, and there's still so much for me to learn, like a more the intermediate to the advanced level now. You know, like, like it's kind of yeah. like, just like anything in life, it's usually like you can learn the topic really fast up to a certain point. And then if you want to pass that point, it's like now it's, it's a slower learning curve and you really got to understand what you're reading and digesting and practicing. It's incredible. Yes. Because um, I remember in your last interview with one of your um, members, it was a very good interview, actually. I really enjoyed it. A lot of the stuff said in that, I think. I, I said it relates to a lot of the stuff I was thinking, but I think maybe every beginner, 78% of, uh, of what the, I think James was his name, what he said, what James said, I think it applies to all of us. And it's amazing. You don't know it at the time. No. But when you hear somebody else saying, you're saying, oh my God, that's exactly, exactly the way I felt, you know, and yeah, I still that- feel with some of the stuff. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that's my next question. Like, uh, what, Mm -hmm. what did you find the hardest part about starting up making beats and finding the tools out there and gear lust and. Oh, they're definitely guilty with the gear lust for me. Yes. Um, you know, you have to have every free, um, VST that you see uh, on the, um, on, on YouTube and on the internet. Yeah. I have to have that and you don't use them half the time because you don't understand how to use some of them. And, they're all within your DAW and you don't realize it. Well, you do realize it, but you might think that the other stuff is better. It's not. It's just. So, um, sometimes it is. Sometimes. Well, but, but not always. There is a perfect example, actually, as you keep. Um, right. At the start, you don't realize that, you know. Um, but as you progress, you do, certainly. Yeah. So like when you're new, you're out there on YouTube searching all these different new tools that you're finding, finding reviews, free downloads, mm-hmm. you're acquiring them what happens is you actually are making yourself really unorganized. And then about six months later, a year (laughs) later, um, you realize like, man, I have all this stuff and it's like, I don't use half of it, but I started to use it in my projects. Now I'm kind of stuck with it, but it's okay because it's your early stages. So many of these beats aren't your serious beats, but yeah. So, you know, that happens to all of us. We start out, we get trapped in the gear lust I have a perfect example, actually, really. You, you, as you probably know, I changed my computer maybe two months ago. Yeah, you got upgraded. So I had an old computer, you know, and it was getting overloaded with some projects. I, I was getting red lines everywhere. And your music production folder saved a lot of problems for me because I had a backup and I was able to just copy it from my drive onto the new computer without any issues whatsoever. Um, nice. That was smooth, but when it came to the free VSTs that I had, uh, 78% of which I never used, but I might have used them once in a project in the early days. Yeah. And Bing comes up on your screen, you know, uh, FL Studios missing, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, but I was lucky enough. I had a backup folder. I was able to go in and find them, but um, because I was organized, probably. It is. It, it was definitely a wake up call in one of your blogs. Your I think it was your first one this year, this season's one. Did you mention that? Um, you know, you have to be careful if you get stuff that you may not. Uh, in a few years' time, you might only use it once, but in a few years' time, you're going looking at a, an old project, and all of a sudden, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And that was a wake up call for me. Said, God, this is exactly what I experienced mm-hmm. with one or two on a mini scale. But for us, you know, it's it's definitely it's learning every day when it comes to things like that. And mm-hmm. it's a wise um, it's a wise piece of of advice. Honestly, it's something that I realized like significantly within like the last year or two. So that's why I really I really wanted to get that out. So the free video was called I think selecting the right plugins as a producer. So that video is just telling you like be wise in the plugins that you're acquiring, the ones that you're bringing in because as soon as you use them, like you're stuck with them on on serious projects, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, so Definitely. like because you know, for me, like I create like the my my um I create my beat tapes or albums or whatever, and so if I want to open up that project in four years, five years, it's like well, whatever plugins and whatever sounds I used, they're they're opening with that project. So how happy are you now? So twelve months later, like you said, how much happier are you that you learned? To make your own music and not not use construction kits, loops, MIDI pack, you know what I mean? Like you have learned to make your own music, your own chords, your own melodies, your own drum loops from one shot drum samples. Very, very satisfying. Right. Especially this is coming from a guy like that. I just I had no music theory. I never played an instrument. Love music. Listened to it all my life, all sorts of different genres, but just being able to make your own and call it your own for mm-hmm. me was you know, because and, it's and, very, it's very tempting. And, and also being able to listen to it. Like when you listen to your own music, like it's kind <laughs> yeah. of weird. It's like, it's your own music and someone could kind of think it's weird. It's like, oh, he's listening to his own music, but it's like, you made that. And yeah, like, but you're yeah, enjoying exactly. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, like you'll, there's, there's like no feeling like it. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. There's plenty of times, there's plenty of time to, you know, pull drum loops or music samples or whatever but as you always say it is somebody else's invention and you're using that you can't really call that your own you don't get the same satisfactory okay so i want to ask you a couple questions about safe spots safe spots yeah did you finish the book yes i did finish the book i enjoy the book Um, and i applied it to my more recent um beats beats that i make you know applied it and it's you're applying what you're reading you're applying what you're seeing in your courses as well you know it's for me it's a reminder i have to read i prefer watching and doing rather than reading but um again (laughs) you've learned me to you have to read you have to read and i understand that no you do have to read so when you read the safe spots book did you find that watching the safe spots course brought a lot of clarity into the concepts yes Definitely. I had already watched the course and then I read about it and I went back and watched the course again. But because I just told you I'm not a great reader, but I have to read. But the fact that I had watched the course and read the book, I could completely 100% relate to everything you were saying. In other words, I was probably a little beyond the beginner part, which made it more understandable to for me that approach definitely helped me or worked worked for me that way you know yeah no uh, for the most part i really try to use the same sounds which i make available to you so again the exclusive audio drum bundle trio sounds but when you watch the courses if you have the same sounds it's like you can literally just kind of follow along but then again my teaching style i always tell you now do your own thing right learn the basics now you can go on and 
and yeah just actually just make your own music drum loops yeah. melodies and then for you and right now it sounds you know now you're on to kind of more like the mixing right which takes a long time as well yeah well yes i i, I love i love it i really like it um that, that part of it um um particularly eqing and compression there are two things that i've really studied in the last uh, few months to perfect to try and perfect them better you know but you realize as you go along how important eq is eq is just so important it's it's just you know and balance yeah it, it's of all the well of all of what seems complex like compression and saturation and all that kind of stuff eqing is probably one of the easier parts of them and it's the most important in my view from from the knowledge i have no it's definitely the most important because mm-hmm. at the end of the right. day it's it's your final sound right like because again there's there's two approaches to eq there's like the sound design approach where you're being aggressive you're trying to find a sound and then there's the eq approach where you're trying to just tweak the sound to make it maybe fit better or balance it out in the mix yeah that's that's the part i'm talking about really right when i was talking about it, which is you know taking finding the right space for a certain instrument or a certain sound and trying to um, put the bass where it needs to be and the drums where, where, where they need to be just by EQ alone before you touch anything else, I think is very satisfactory. Just the mixer for me is, is yeah. Yeah. Because you know, it's so powerful what you can do inside there. Well, like that's, see, the thing is like you, you make the beat and those are all your loops, but the mixer is really where, that's where it all comes together, right? All your audio has to route through an in, you know, one insert and then it all gets summed to the master. So you, you yeah. want to make sure that you're learning, you know, your different inserts, but then you mm-hmm. also want to learn about that master too, right? Because yes. those are, those are crucial. Okay. There was one. So, oh, oh yeah. 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 Sorry. I was just going to say that the, um, during one part of the mixing of one of the beats I was doing recently, um, I applied delay onto, um, hi-hat hmm. by mistake. And it was, uh, it was, it was really high. Uh, it was a wet, a really wet mix, but the hi-hat started sounding like a shaker, you know, and I started messing around with it. And I actually ended up using delay on the hi-hat as a shaker instead of going into the channel rack. And you know the way you can separate and make one higher, one lower and mm-hmm. make it sound like a shaker in the hi-hat. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you, you learn stuff by accident as well when you're messing around with the mixer. It's, it's fabulous. Okay, so just to recap, so... Um... Courses that really helped you was the beginners course, the music theory course, and yes. the piano lessons for producers course. And then your favorite course was uh, the FL Studio Mixer. mixer workflow, is it? Yeah, FL is Studio, called, FL mixer Studio workflow. Mixer Workflow oh, yeah. is the mixer one. Yeah, and then also oh, yes. also uh, the a specific music production folder because you followed my music production folder when yep. you switched over to your new computer. It was just, for the most part, it's pretty seamless, right? Like you just drag the folder over. When you open a project, as long as you have all your plugins reinstalled, it's you're good to go. Yes, without doubt. Um, I don't think, I don't think I have used the uh, FL Studio projects folder for. Well, I have used it, but I, everything comes out of my project, my own project folder, from mm-hmm. the um, organization. So just to uh, say there, so FL Studio recently. Uh, did like a change to their folder, like I think in FL Studio 20. So, you know, you can take that approach, but you just have to know what you're doing 
But yes. the reason the reason why I took my own approach is just because of missing files I've experienced over the years. So I created that a specific music production folder. Keeps my music very organized, easy to back up. And again, when you switch a computer, it's the easiest thing. So my last question is, what advice would you give to somebody starting up? So if you know if you were starting brand new, like what would you say to them to save them the first three months of gear loss? First three months, you know, don't waste your time too much on YouTube. YouTube is powerful, and yeah, there are some fabulous ten-minute clips about EQing or compression or whatever. But when you've no guidance or or anything, any structure, you're going to overload yourself with information because you might be trying to learn something that you're not going to use for months. You have to learn the basic foundation of something first and then develop it. Um, and the best bit of advice actually that I would give somebody is that use your pathways um, system. Of course, on pathways. Your platform. Oh yeah, without doubt. Use it because it puts things into structure, really. Um, you know, when you're a beginner, it looks daunting when you see all the courses and then you say, well, if there's pathways, you can learn, for instance, the beginner's course, you know, and you can progress from there and take it step by step. Um, don't expect to don't expect to be an expert in six months, but definitely you will find huge progression in six months if you start with pathways and don't waste your time. Um, uh, thinking that YouTube is going to make you an expert. Okay, and just let everyone know that the Course Pathways is um, a page that I created listing all of my courses in what order to take them for the best learning experience. Okay, yeah. so thank you so much, Michael, for your time. You're welcome. That's great. Thank and, you very um, much. Yeah, thank you, man. Like you've been in for like twelve months. You've been such a good student. You're you. Right, I've always told you that you have to read to learn, and you're under. Like you actually are though. Like you've you've come such yeah. a far away. I even have created a little folder for you whenever you sent me beats over the time, and just like really? how, how yeah yeah like how your beats have improved, right. right? Like you know, so you've come such a far away, and you're an awesome case study, uh, and I hope you know other people can learn if they join up, just just like you have. Oh, well, thank you very much. I I I come looking for that um, music folder of you sometime. <laughs> <laughs> hey gratuitous here i hope you enjoyed the content if you want to become a better producer then check out my podcast called music production made simple it's totally free and available wherever you listen to podcasts i also run a beatmaker trainer platform there's over 26 courses in there right now all focused on fl studio it's helped a lot of students and i'm sure you'll love it for more information just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash courses Finally, if you like to read, all of my books are now available in one bundle, such as audio painting about arrangement, safe spots about drum loops, FL Studio Beginners book, which is going to teach you the basics, my template book to teach you about a fast workflow, as well as proper producer mindset to start your music production career right the first time. For more information on my book bundle, just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash books. Thanks again for watching. Visit itsgratuitous.com for all your FL Studio training needs.